When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 18th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Happy Friday, everybody. I will be in LA in two weeks, by the way. Uh, we're doing a PitcherList meetup on that Saturday. Um, check the site soon to see the uh, the full details. If you are in uh, the Discord, you'll see actually that we're doing that meetup there. So really looking forward to it. It's going to be around midday, I think around 4 o'clock. Um, obviously Pacific time in LA, uh, that would be September 2nd. So I look forward to seeing a lot of you there. Uh, Patrick Corbin went six innings, one and run four hits, zero walks and six K's. He had an amazing night because his Blake Snell blueprint was perfect. Sliders were down, like legitimately down. They were a little bit, uh, harder with a little bit less movement, but maybe that is, uh, part of the reason why he was as precise as he was nine out of 45 whiffs on that. While the four seamers were upstairs, they earned six whiffs between them. It was good. It worked. It might just be a birthday party against the Red Sox, but uh, yeah, this was cool, and uh, I really hope that Patrick Corbin can just execute like this. If he does have this kind of command, it should generally work more than it has. Probably not, though. Lance Lynn against the Brewers didn't really have his best stuff, but it was seven innings, zero runs, four hits, one walk, three Ks. It's really nice having a good defense behind you and uh, a good offense as well, except this was against Corbin Burns, who had a golden goal of nine Ks and seven innings, zero runs, two hits, and two walks. This was against the Dodgers offense. His cutter has not been returning whiffs normally. And both of those concerns that I had were quelled here. Nine whiffs on 56 cutters, 34% CSW. Curveball and slider each set up for over 30% CSW. Great stuff here from Corbin Burns. Just do it again. Also, there were some cutters I didn't really love, but that's okay. This was against the Dodgers. Really nice there. With the Lancelin, you just obviously keep going with him because that's ridiculous. Zach Gallen got uh, the win here against the Padres. 6.1 innings, one run, three hits, one walk, three Ks. He really labored in this. Just three whiffs, 20% CSW, because both his curve and his cutter returned a, about 45% strike rate. Terrible. Really bad. And he pumped a ton of four-seamers low, and they worked out against the Padres. Sometimes it's just like that. The changeup wasn't terrible, but it wasn't taking over as that number two pitch. He made it work. A lot of deep counts. 100, uh, 100 pitches, 6.1 innings, got some quick outs as well in those moments. It was it was really a, a bit of a struggle here for Gallon, and he made it work, and that's what a good ace does. Angel Zerpa against the Mariners. Yeah, Angel Zerpa. He pitches for the Mar- uh, Sorry, for the Royals. I expected him to be opened for, and he wasn't. 84 pitches from the left side, uh, four innings, one run, five hits, two walks, six Ks. Hey, that's a decent line if it's one more inning. Uh, lots of sliders over the plate. Four seamers were in the upper half where they were kind of scattered. And changeups were a lot of arm side and up, which isn't always the worst thing as long as it gets far enough away. Like we see changeups that start over the plate and end off of it that are elevated, which can be end of the bat uh, outs often. Um, generally, you want to see it down, of course. Uh, and he did have a few of them that were decent down as well. But yeah, it's not the greatest recommendation I can give uh, to somebody. I don't really think everything, anything here is very special and you can probably move on from Angel Zerba. Um, 84 pitches for, for 12 outs is not a good showcase, or it is a good showcase of how he's not a an efficient pitcher. 
Jose Quintana came through as our streaming pick of the day for both me and PL Bot. Thank you. I needed that win badly. Um, against the Cardinals, got the win. Um, six innings with two earned runs, three hits, four walks, five Ks. Great. Good pitch separation. The curve and change up a little blended a little bit, but they were down. Sinker was arm side. Forcing was definitely upstairs. It's what you want to see. It's Atlanta and Texas next. So you can drop Jose Quintana, and I bet you he will still be there after those two starts. Do not judge him for those. As long as the command is good enough, then we jump back in after. Chris Sale against the Nationals. 4.1 innings, two earned runs, two hits, three walks, and three Ks. 91.5 on the fastball. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he's supposed to be sitting 95. And I understand that 93.6 uh, is, I mean, he's kind of been like 94-ish um, through the year. And we want to see 95-96. And he's, he's, he topped out at 93.6 in this one. Topped out at that. I understand in that fifth inning, he got squeezed in the at-bat that uh, essentially he got uh, pulled after it. Um, but yeah, 65 pitches because I believe of that velocity being that low. I thought he'd be going 90 pitches and the velocity's down. And it's just scary to me right now for Chris Sale. So I don't know if, if they're going to say like everything is fine, which they have so far. Maybe we keep going with it, but boy, is that scary. Okay, Adam Wainwright against the Mets. Six innings, 300 runs, four hits, three walks, and two Ks. We've seen velocity drops before that are just rectified. Like Adam, uh, Aaron Savali, for example, I was terrified about, and that was fine. So maybe that's okay with Sale, but we know the injury history there. Okay, Wainwright, I'm glad he did well. Poor quality start with seven base runners in six innings. He had two strikeouts despite not earning a single whiff. And I need to express this. He threw 93 pitches. And did not return a single whiff. Welcome to Adam Wainwright 2023. I don't think I've ever seen that across 90 plus pitches. Like Legitimately, I don't think I ever have. Wild. Um, he's trying to get to win 200. And he's going to continue to go for the Cardinals because of this. I really hope he gets it. This was a good enough start to earn one. Except the Mets had Quintana. And that was better. Rich Hill against the Diamondbacks, five innings, 300 runs, two hits, one walk, three Ks. Obviously, you don't want to start him in your fantasy leagues. And I think it's pretty cool that a 43-year-old is still shoving five productive innings. You know, I think that's cool. Um, and George Kirby, which is so funny. I remember doing this yesterday, being like, hmm, I have George Kirby as my number one play. And watch it be like the tough one because the Royals have been good and all these things. But then again, he just threw nine innings of zero earned runs. I can't say complete game shutout because I went to the 10th inning. But, I mean, like, Kirby's got to be the number one play, and he was the worst one. Six innings, four and runs, eight hits, zero walks, and two Ks. Yes, worse than Rich Hill. What happened was his fastball wouldn't, wasn't dominating as much as it normally does. He went more sinkers. The slider and curve were mediocre. They weren't the big whiff pitches that we wanted, and that's just kind of how it is. It was a one-night bland, and I know you heard that so much yesterday, but... That's what it was. All right, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Uh, we'll talk about all of those, of course, after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars 
Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. All right, looking forward to today's games. And yeah, we only had five games yesterday, so that was a very quick roundup review. Uh, we have Spencer Strider and Pablo Lopez and Gavin Williams, uh, Brandon Woodruff, and Tarek Skubal in that top tier. Tarek Skubal is going today, so make sure he's in your lineup because of that doubleheader yesterday. Same with Gavin Williams. Gavin Williams is always here. Tarek Skubal is not. It's annoying that they're going against each other as opposed to Tarek Skubal going against Xavier Curry and then Gavin Williams going against Matt Manning. Both of those guys had good win chances because of that. Now that they're going against each other, it's really annoying. Otherwise, with Brandon Woodruff, I talked about it yesterday, but... I think against the Texas Rangers, like you still go with Woodruff. He's just been too good. Um, in his return from the IL, if he does well here, he gets his ace. He's going to ace label. Probable start to you. You have Michael Lorenzen after the no-hitter and also getting a lot of rest. I think you're safe here. Uh, Seth Lugo against the Diamondbacks. Brian Bayo against the Yankees. I went back and forth on that one um, and eventually went Lugo with the better situation, I think, with the Padres than Bayo for the Red Sox. Sandy Alcantara, Bryce Miller, and Jose Brios close out the probable start tier. All three of these are not good matchups. Sandy Alcantara gets the Dodgers, but he's just been so amazing. Uh, 32 innings in his last four games is absolutely insane. Bryce Miller against the Astros. We've seen him come through in these kind of situations before. And if you have him, I think you just kind of do it. And Jose Brios against the Reds, same kind of deal. It's like Bassett. He's kind of opponent agnostic at this point. And you're going to just kind of do it. Questionable start here. Had a long conversation once again, again about Cole Reagans. Um, he gets the Cubs. I am very much a, a believer in his skill set. Obviously, we haven't seen, though, a long track record of it. So it's questionable start, not probable start. If I knew that his skill set would be there, uh, it would be absolutely uh, probable start. Uh, not even a question. Um, we did see those four walks last time, I think fewer change-ups and more four-seamers kind of fix that because the other three pitches, the slider, curve, and cutter were just fantastic. Uh, so I think there's just a tweak to be made. They're not a showcase of his skills not being good enough. That's just how I feel about it. But then I understand, of course, it's the Cubs. And if you want to be safe here, you want to pick him up. You definitely want to pick him up. Then you want to stash him if you want. That's fine. He also has a really good schedule the rest of the way. Uh, Kyle Gibson against the Athletics. Uh, that seems like a good matchup. But then against Kyle Gibson, and we don't know what we're going to get. J.P. France against the Mariners. Tony Gonsolin against the Marlins. That should be fine. Both of those. Uh, Andrew Heaney against the Brewers. He only won 1.1 innings last time because he had an illness. So hopefully it works out. But we don't know. Uh, Tyler Anderson against the Rays. His changeup has been really good. The Rays have been kind of sputtering. So maybe that does work out for you. And James Santino against the Royals. I might want to put that into the do not start. Just because the Royals have been much better than we expected. And Tyone was doing well. Then had really bad command last time. And it might just be the trend going down as opposed to... Just kind of a one-night bland of the Vargas rule stuff. I think it's... I'm not really a fan of that one. Um, I could see myself putting him underneath Fought here in the Do Not Start tier. And the Do Not Start tier, of course, leading with Fought. Against the Padres, I don't think his stuff is that good. I think it's a sweeper he tries to get called strikes with. And then he doesn't really have a good put-away pitch. pitch. Sometimes it is that sweeper. But for the most part, he's just trying to get called strikes with it. Four-seamer, to me, is not that elite pitch. His command also come, is in and out and stuff. I just feel it's not as high as a uh, reward as we think it is. Um, with some of the strikeout surge that he's had. Uh, Matt Manning against the Guardians. Uh, Zach Thompson is getting the start for the Cardinals, which is really cool. He's replacing Steven Matz. He's gone twice at four innings. I don't think that he necessarily has an amazing electric skill set, but I'm very curious to what it is. So I'm going to have my eye on this one against the Mets, and hopefully he shows something that gets us excited. 
Johnny Brito against the Red Sox. Maybe he goes five innings and steals a win. Uh, Luis Medina against the Orioles. The slider has not been there for two starts, and no thanks against the Orioles. And these are all really bad, of course. Uh, Yuana Don, Michael Kopech, uh, Peter Lambert, Kopech's in cores against Peter Lambert. Alex Cobb gets a, gets Atlanta, and he hasn't had a splitter for ages. Joey Lucchese's showing up. I don't really care. Zayman Curry, as I mentioned, that doubleheader against the Tigers. Don't want to do it. Andrew Jackson, Brett Kennedy, and the Tampa Bay bullpen round out today's starters. Tomorrow's Garrett Cole, Huey Urias, Hugh Darvish, Framber Valdez, Sonny Gray, and Kodai Senga. Framber Valdez has been doing so poorly. I don't think that's who he is the rest of the year. I just don't. So he gets Seattle, who would give in to his his approach of not throwing many strikes and hoping that you swing out of the zone. So I imagine that will go well for him. Um, While uh, Sonny Gray and Kodai Senga, I think, are pretty clear there. Probable start two, you have Zach Eflin, who could arguably be in the top tier. Um, Neckbeard approach was good last time. And it didn't come through for him. So do what you want there, but top of probable start. Same with Merrill Kelly against the Padres. Padres are, are a solid offense. And course isn't as dangerous as it used to be. So that's why he's here. But honestly, I think both of those guys could be in the auto start, which would mean Logan Webb would be part of that probable start here against the uh against Atlanta. I know he's been so good, but it's Atlanta, and that is such a ridiculously terrible matchup. Uh, Tanner Bybee against the Tigers. I'm not the biggest believer in Bybee, but obviously he's been doing so well. You're going to do that. Brady Singer against the Cubs. His slider is so good. Uh, Justin Steele against the Royals. It's kind of weird because it's the Royals who have been hot, and Justin Steele's command has not been great, but I think you're going to do it. Christopher Sanchez is the stream pick of the day against the Nationals. That feels good. Freddie Peralta gets the Rangers. It's annoying because the Rangers are so good. Freddie Peralta has been at his peak, but we also know that He's been volatile, too. So here he's at 14. If you're asking the difference between him and Logan Webb, Webb has just been more consistent. Uh, Dane Dunning against the Brewers. He's gotten a lot of strikeouts recently because he's increased his slider and cutter usage. Hopefully that sticks around. At some point, that's going to probably stop. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez against the Guardians. He had terrible command last time. I don't think that's going to stick around, personally. But if you think it will, that is the bad command, then put him down to questionable start by all means. Uh, Chris Bassett against the Reds. I think he's, again, opponent agnostic. Questionable start two. You have Cutter Crawford, who is a streaming option against the Yankees. Chase Silseth against the Rays. Some might want Chase Silseth in that probable start tier. I don't think the skills were very good last time, despite surviving against the, the Astros. And I worry that the splitter and slider are getting worse now after this little flash in the pan that he had of those two pitches. Really just one of the slider and only one really good start with that splitter uh, against the Rays. Logan Gilbert had a good slider last time. Four-seamer did not. And now he gets the Astros. And that's just not fun. So I have him in the questionable start here. I feel like you might want to wait one start to at least wait to see the four-seamer return. He could just dominate here, of course, though. So if you want to start him, I do not have any sort of qualms with that. Just uh, I recognize that it's kind of risky throwing Logan Gilbert out there. Uh, Cole Irvin against the Athletics is a very sneaky stream. For a weekend that does not have good Saturday and Sunday streams, Cole Irvin might be the best one available for you. And don't overlook that just because of the... The roster ship percentage is so low. He now is just getting the opportunity for the Orioles. And this is the Athletics. Good win chance. He's fully starting. This might be a very, very sneaky win with decent ratios here uh, for the weekend. So consider that one. I'm going to do it, I think, for the Legacy League if no one outbids me. Don't listen to this podcast. Uh, Mitch Keller, Yuri Perez, Miles Michaelis, and Yanni Chirinos are also at the bottom of this one. Perez gets the Dodgers. Not fun. I... Uh, also limited. I don't think he's going to go 90 pitches. I think he's going to be close to 80-85. Mitch Keller against the Twins ahead of Perez. He's a cherry bomb right now. We don't really know what we're going to get with that command. Miles Michaelis against the Mets. Is the reward that good? I know. Like, no, we can go 6-7 innings. Yeah, but like, 
the whip might be bad and is it even going to be a win and just all of it is just ugh, I don't want to do it uh, I just I just don't and keep in mind he's going opposite uh, uh, Kodai Senga so like win chance I think is even lower um, Yanni Chirinos is on the other side of it I don't think it should be it should be Michael Soroka and then maybe even Alan Winans pay attention to this if you're doing your waivers for tonight if Yanni Chirinos is in fact starting tomorrow or not because if he's not I absolutely would be going for Soroka or Winans. And if he is, this is a desperate win chance against the, the Giants. I'm putting him in the bottom of questionable because of that. There is a chance he goes like five innings and 300 runs. The Giants are a terrible offense. Um, and he pitches for the for Atlanta. Like, that's really good. And then you have the do not start tier of Brandon Williamson, uh, who did look good. Last two starts, changeup has been present. But it is the Jays, and I don't really know how much that's going to stick around. I don't, still don't really love the fastball and the cutter for him. It's good. It's just... It's a little too mid. Um, Jake Irvin against the Phillies, he just doesn't have a three uh, third pitch that I trust, and I don't really know if the 95 mile per hour plus fastball is good enough. The curveball's fine, but like nothing is, it's just not enough yet. Um, Jesse Schultens is in cores, but cores isn't so bad, and Schultens has allowed six earned runs in his last three games, so something to be said there. Ken Waldachuk against the Orioles, maybe he actually has good sweeper command. And keeps that fastball up. And Kyle Freeland in cores against the White Sox. I just don't ever want to start Kyle Freeland. All right, that is it for today. Uh, I'll be, of course, back on Saturday and Sunday. Thank you all so much for leaving a rating or review on iTunes. Again, those do so much for us. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that, especially if you're sticking around by here and you haven't done one yet. What are you doing? Go ahead. Uh, just do that simple thing, and it helps us out so much. All right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.